This episode of the Big Brother Jake podcast is brought to you by Fabulista Cookies. Their products are freshly measured, mixed, baked, and packaged. You can be sure that the goodies you receive have not been sitting pre-made for days, because that's just gross. A freshness and unfabricated homemade quality awaits you. Let nostalgia be your friend, your transporter, your memory rouser. Go to FabulistaCookies.com and let them know the Big Brother Jake podcast sent you. Jake Warner was at the controls. So sit back, relax, and check this joint out right here. Jake! Yo! Okay, here we go. So good to be back. This podcast is for the people. No, nobody knows who I am. Jake! Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I can't stand them. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash The Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can also go to iTunes or Google Play or Spotify or TuneIn or iHeartRadio. And you can do the keyword search, The Big Brother Jake Podcast, and boom, you're in there. Man, it's good to be back. Glad to be behind this microphone. I am so relaxed and chilled. I drank a lot. I ate a lot. I gambled a lot. I had a very good time in Carlsbad, California. Shout out to my sister Tracy and my brother-in-law Q for hosting me. Man, I don't even know how they kept me for five days. I'm sure they want to be gone after two or three. But it's okay. I mean, you know, they showed love and and, uh, I thank them for that and thank them for the hospitality. And uh, I hope you enjoyed last episode of the Big Brother Jake podcast. You know, it's tradition, so I always play the uh, Thanksgiving story every year. Might have to change that up, but uh, for the most part, that's the highest rated show every year on the Big Brother Jake podcast, listening to that story, and people get a kick out of it. Now, (laughs) I told you on social media when I promoted this show that this show is not for the kiddies. If you have kids that are in the vicinity, parental discretion is advised only because of the types of stuff I'm going, the type of stuff, types of stuff. I'm not an English major, that for sure. But there are some topics that I'll be covering and talking about that aren't for younger children. So, (laughs) Nothing like nasty or anything, but I'll get to my story time with BBJ. I'm bringing that back. It's been a long time since I told a story, but that is not kid friendly, and you'll get a kick out of that. What you'll definitely get a kick out of is, you know, a couple nights ago I promoted that um, I am doing something or did something I thought I'd never do in my life, and I got people asking, what is it? What are you doing? And I I might have kind of (laughs) oversold a little bit, but I have two very close friends of mine that I will keep nameless because I don't want to embarrass them, but I didn't tell a lot of people. I got to give it to my, my inner circle. My inner circle, they keep a lot of things quiet. And a lot of people don't know a lot of things. But these two friends did not know about what I've been going through. So 
I was seeing somebody for a while that I've known for a long time and for a few months and it didn't work out <laughs> and I didn't tell anybody and that person knows who they are and I wish them the best. I really do. And so I made the mistake of telling my two friends that are female and they're like, what? So you were dating somebody? And then you broke up with them? I didn't know. Yeah, I was seeing somebody. You know, but that's the past. And they said, well, you're a nice guy. And, you know, we don't want to see you by yourself. I was like, man, just because I'm by myself don't mean I'm lonely. Like, I'm all right with my situation, okay? You know, it's not... Of course, we all want somebody we we can love on and be with and hang out with and, you know, share your deepest, most inner thoughts with. And I'm going to talk about that next segment. Next segment, I'm going to break down never settling and getting what you want out of a relationship. This is pretty much a relationship, relations type episode. That's the vibe we're on. So second segment. We're going to talk about (laughs) never settling and, you know, guidelines. And third segment will be story time with BBJ, Big Bro Jake, that's me. But these two friends of mine, they got a wild hair up their ass and they had a little, they probably had some wine. I, I can almost guarantee it. And they said, you know, Jake, like we've known you for many years and, you know, you're like such a, a, a down-to-earth dude. You know, you're quirky. You have your moments where you're, you know, I call it over-jaking. And over-jaking is somebody that thinks too much, could be in his head a lot, and starts thinking about things that he shouldn't think, you know. So they like, you over-jake a lot. We love that about you. We love you like a brother, but we don't want to see a guy like you with all the things you've been through in life, go through anything, go go through life lonely. I said, I'm not lonely. I said, I'm alone, but I enjoy my own company. I got friends, you know, I kick it with. I got homies, you know, homegirls, whatever, and we all chill. And, you know, if I don't find that special somebody, I'm okay with it because, hey, man, that's just how it is. And they're like, no, there's somebody out there for you. So I'm like, okay. So, (laughs) behind my back, they went to three or four different dating apps. (laughs) And they took pictures from my Instagram account. And then they asked me, do you have any pictures of you like Dodger gear? Well, yeah, I'm a Dodger fan. What the hell? So, I, I sent them the pictures. All of a sudden, I get a username and... A password. And I'm like, what the hell is this? They're like, well, download this app, download this app, download this app. And I'm like, for what? I ain't trying to be on nobody's dating app, man. For what? I'm good. I don't need that. Come on, man. You, you can't be by yourself. So I downloaded the apps that they told me to download. And sure enough, <laughs> they had set up a profile and to a T. I got to give it to them. They know me very well. (laughs) It was a good profile. I didn't even object to anything they said. And they probably wrote stuff that 
I couldn't have wrote myself. But they know me very well, and I was like, I don't know about this, man. I mean, I'm I'm divorcing. I'm fresh out of seeing somebody. I I, I don't know if this is a good idea. They're like, you can't be just by yourself. You know, you got a lot of time. You you have your kids half the time. The other half, what do you do? You work on music, or you're working, or you're doing this. You you know, you need to just go out there and check it out. So I'm like, all right, fine, why not? I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I was always against it. It's like I like things to happen organically. You meet them at a store. You meet them at a mall. You're friends with them, and then you become a couple. You know, I mean, that that's the the way I'm used to it. You know, I got married in 1998, and I met – my ex-wife at a club straight up met her at a club and that's how it worked we we hung out we were friends at first and then you know we we got together i don't know this new age technology hookup type deal so i was curious and i'm like you know what okay cool i'll check it out so you know they left the preferences for me for what i like so I set the preferences, and I started going through these uh, <laughs> potential dates or whatnot. And, um, man, let me tell you, some of the things that tripped me out. I noticed there's a lot of people that have been hurt. You know, I've been hurt. I've been through a lot myself. So people are on the defense. People can be a little bit, like, need reassurance. I, I'm I'm that guy. I'm very very open about that. Um, who does want to hear certain things being said to them? And I'll break that down next segment. But here's some of the things I witnessed or I observed while I was searching for Mrs. Wright or Miss Wright or Miss Wright now, depending on what app you're on. I noticed there's a lot of women that say no drama. You know, because they hate men because of their past issues or drama they put on themselves. But when I see no drama, don't need this, this, and that, that woman's definitely been hurt. And I won't say that's a red flag, but it's going to take a lot of coaching and a lot of reassurance. I'm guilty too. Reassurance that. They're not a dog or a hater or got a Sancho on the, or Sancho on the side or whatever. Women, a lot of what I observed, want a down-to-earth guy. I'm humble and want the little things. Okay. Yet, they're posted up at like the, eighth, the eight wonders of the world. There are places I know I couldn't afford to take anybody, including myself right now. And that's why I'm humble and want little things, but you're posted up in Paris, you're posted up in Rome, you're posted up, like it's the highlight reel. I mean, social media is that anyways. It's the highlight reel. A lot of people only show the highlights of their life and not what's really going on. And I don't have a problem being that transparent because I choose to live my life in a public view because I am a wannabe personality or talent, air talent, so to speak. So I don't mind being open to the public and being, you know, just putting my life out there as an open book. But damn, you know, every every person that I clicked on damn near 
has a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, I've been there, and I, I posted one the other day as a flashback Friday because I want to go back. It's just motivation for me. But you're on a dating app, and all I see is every place you've been to. Okay. That's kind of intimidating for people that ain't got no money. All right. Trips me out. People, you know, they... Pictures at expensive restaurants, bottles of Dom on the table, you know, I, I, here's the thing. If you're down to earth, you ain't drinking Moet and Dom P like every night, you know. But again, that's people putting their images out there, their pictures, their happy times. <sighs> here's one of my favorites. Must have a sense of humor. All right, let's be honest, y'all. Women do love a sense of humor. I know that for a fact. Women like to laugh. If you can get some women, if you can get them to laugh, you can get them to love you. However, that sense of humor only lasts until you get married. Because then, if you're Mr. Funny Man all the time, you can't take anything serious. So be careful if you want a funny man because that same funny man that laughed you out of your drawers and had you all up on him is going to be that same guy that, oh, everything's funny now, huh? Well, that's why you got with me. <laughs> all right. So another thing I observed was, you know, a lot of people like to show off that they're fit. And that's great. I think it's amazing. If you bust your ass to get the body you've always wanted, you should show it off. I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't work out nearly as much as some of these people that are on these dating apps. You know, I don't mind if you want to get up and go for a bike ride at five in the morning. I'll do it. If that's what you want to do with me, you know, if, if that's your lifestyle and you want me to be a part of it, I'm going to support you and I'm going to get my fat ass on the bike and ride 10 miles. I just had a beautiful steep three hill incline thank you Tracy three hill incline ride in Carlsbad and my god I'm still sore from that and it was only like a tick under eight miles but damn it was a lot of inclines but anyway so here's the thing you get these people showing off their their looks and that's fine and they're dressing provocatively and showing off their bodies but they don't want no friends with benefits no one night stands, and some of these people that are showing all cleavage and booty have Bible verses under them. And I'm like, what? 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 Huh? I, I, I don't get that. <laughs> don't get it. And so I'm like, I still don't know if this is a good idea. But there's also, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. Like, A lot of people on these apps, they've been through a lot. Some of them never been married, never had kids. Some of them have kids, don't want anymore. Some of them smoke weed, some of them don't. Some of them drink, some of them don't. It's a crapshoot. And the one thing I read ad nauseum to where my head literally started hurting, down-to-earth guy that listens, that talks, that's empathetic, that can make me laugh, have a sense of humor. You know, the you know, financially de- in, you know, independent and has his own car and all that stuff. 
Then you have the other extreme, no drama, no dogs, you know, you're not going to get any of this. You got to work for it. And then there's some that's just like, hey, look, I want to have a good time. Now, me being 44 years old, first of all, I think a lot of these people are lying on their profiles. <laughs> because, you know, you put the age range and I'm like, all right, 35, 44 works for me. I'll go, I'll even go up to 47 because that's three years older than me, all right? I didn't mind younger, but I can't date a young woman. Like, you got to be at least 32, maybe, because you can't relate to any of the things that I've gone through in my life. And, you know, I'm all for talking with somebody and being friends, and, and I don't discriminate against age, but... You know, there's some things that, you know, I've been through that a 32-year-old hasn't been through, and it's hard to describe it. But I'm also at that age, too, where, you know, look, I think I look good for 44. You know, they say black don't crack. I I think I look about 37. I've been told 35 the other day by this young guy at the store that called me. He's like, well, you know, obviously I have to call you, but, man, you're 44? Yeah. You know, so people... Don't think I, I'm my age, but I am. I'm, I, my body definitely feels 44. And seeing some of this stuff on here, it's kind of intimidating. Kids is like, damn, you know, you're going horseback riding. You're drinking the finest champagne. You're on the beach in Mazatlan or, or, or the French Riviera, but you live in Riverside, California? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you know, I mean... Some of it just seems a little bit far-fetched, like, okay, uh, and that just everybody else, travel. I love to travel. Who, I mean, yes, I love to travel, too. I really do, and it's in my bio, too, because that's what my friends put in there. But dating digitally, man, just seems a little scary. Like, honestly, whatever happened to meeting, like, a down-to-earth chick at a grocery store or you're walking down the street like, dang. I mean, you can't really, it, it, it's got to, your soul's got to match nowadays because everybody in California, Southern California, L.A. County especially, has to wear a mask. So you can't really see the beauty they possess in their face. You got to look at their eyes. You got to hope their teeth they nose ain't jacked up. And you got to hope their soul is nice, you know. But where is that? Where is that? You don't see that anymore. And this digital thing, it really does scare me. Like, it's like, as it is, you know, like I said a second ago, your social media, a lot of people play it up, you know, and they're having the time of their lives. I like to share my highs and lows, you know. I, I'll, I'll be like a 12-year-old, I'm a going hiatus. Yes, I've been told that. <laughs> I'm not trying to out whoever told me that. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. know that. But, like, <laughs> I know I do that. But. In the, in the whole scheme of things, people really don't care. People really don't care what you got going on. Half of them don't care, and the other half are happy to see you got problems. My whole thing is this. I went there, uh, you know, I gave, it a, I gave it a rest for a couple of days because I was like, nah. And then my homegirls were like, yo, just check it out, check it out. I want you to see, I want you to see. And so I went on there, and I actually had a few connections. And that was pretty cool, I guess, you know. And, you know, some of them I was like, I would never ever date you. <laughs> and and a couple were like, oh, okay. You know, Dodger fans, cool, you know. Um, Latinas, I like Latinas. I always have. That ain't gonna stop. <laughs> That'll never change. <laughs> but like, it was really like, damn. 
So there are, you have some things in common with people, and then you start talking to them. But a lot of these people have been hurt, and a lot of these people don't have trust with people. You know, and it's like, well, you know, do you do this and do that? And oh, you know. And, 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 and I remember I, I, I had one job title on there that I asked them to put on there. It's my podcast one job. I got no responses. I said, all right, new experiment. I'm going to change it to Los Angeles Clippers. And that's when I started getting attention. So people see titles and they're like, oh, hmm, yeah, he's balling. Man, I don't even know if I'm going to be working, <laughs> doing basketball games anytime soon, you know, with this pandemic going on. But it's just crazy how this works out. And it's just a whole new world to me. And, you know, some people are like, dude, you're, you're kind of making this a big deal. But I never thought I'd do anything like this. But I let my friends talk me into it. I trust these people because I've known them since one since eighth grade. And, well, actually, both of them since eighth grade. And they're real good people. And I trust them with a lot. So, good job, ladies. Appreciate it. And they told me, please, please give it a week. You might like it. So, here's what's going to happen. Because this segment's getting a little long. I'm going to give this a week. And then I'm going to update y'all on how this app worked out. This whole dating online thing. Obviously, we're not going to do a lot of dating because it's, pandemic a lot of places in southern california are closed so you know it might be over you know voice a, a video chat you know or if they're brave enough like me i don't let the pandemic stop me you know i went down to san diego or you know had thanksgiving dinner i was all over san diego all weekend long doing my thing went to the beach did all that stuff didn't have a problem with it whatsoever so i'm not afraid to meet up for somebody you know with somebody for coffee or you know because you're only going to drink in the parking lot anyways. So, <laughs> outside, hey, how are you? How's everything? <laughs> so, I'll give it a week. And after a week, I'm deleting all of them. Because, you know, I did it because I thought it was funny that these two female friends of mine, they, they Jake, man, you know, we don't want to see you by yourself. You know, and no, for the record, I'm way too close to both of them to even want to date either one. One of them has a boyfriend and one of them is a divorcee and I'm not going to know. So don't even ask that question because I know I have some friends that will ask that question too. Won't you hook up with the friends? Nah, man, I'm way too close to them to do that. So that's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this a try and see what happens. I'm going to see what happens. But I want to talk about why some of these people end up going to these dating apps. And I said before, yes, it was a secret, but I'm letting it out now. I was I was seeing somebody. And I was made to feel bad for just the littlest things I wanted. And a lot of people that I know that are going through troubles or people in general that are going through troubles are experiencing some of the things I'm going to talk about. So, we're going to stop the dating app talk and get into some real spit right now about relationships and what you want out of them and signs that you should see and either get close or run for the hills. We're going to do that right now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. All 
right. So, you know, sometimes you really hope that the person you're with lasts forever. You know, you really hope that you found the one that makes you smile, makes you laugh, makes you feel secure, makes you feel loved, makes you feel all those great feelings. That's all we want as human beings is to be loved. It's a natural feeling. It's something that we all want, period. And sometimes when you enter a relationship, things start off amazing. Everything is roses and, 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 and rainbows and lollipops and, you know, it's affection and sex and all these great things that, you're like, man, I, this is amazing. This is what I've been wanting. This is exactly what I've been missing out in my life. I found my soulmate. I found the one that I love and adore. But here's the thing. Sometimes people drift apart. Sometimes people take others for granted. Sometimes you just realize they're not the perfect fit for you. Sometimes you realize that and... 18 months, two weeks, two months, two years, 20 years, it, there's really no time limit. Sometimes it just happens. Sometimes when you're with somebody you really want to be with, they're not feeling you the same way. It's happened. I, I've definitely been through it recently, a couple times, but I'm just saying. And... Coming from somebody that's had to deal with these kinds of situations, I want to tell you, and I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all right now. This is to the people that are hanging on because they don't know any other way. This is dedicated to the people that are in this vicious infinity type flow where they're codependent on somebody, but they're scared to leave. Or they just hang on because there's hope that something better will come along or that things will just magically get better. Or, or, or you know, it, it's, this, this is a difficult thing for some people. But never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> never settle, okay? Never settle. Love yourself. Know your worth. Add the shipping and sales tax and know your worth. Okay? Never feel like you deserve less because you're not getting what you're asking of your partner. If you're asking your partner, it's because you either received it before or it may improve things. But you don't deserve less. So don't ever settle for less. Never feel you're too difficult to love. You are who you are, okay? And if it's something that's detrimental, then yeah, work on it. But you should never feel like you're difficult to love. If they make you feel like you're asking for too much, Damn it, they are not the person for you. 
And when I say asking too much, if you're not asking more than you're willing to give, then you should be fine. But if you're asking more than you're willing to give, that's when it's like, wait a minute, you're not even doing what I need. Why are you asking me to do something? Never feel like you're asking for too much. Because if they make you feel that way, then damn it, they're not the one for you. You should never feel like you're asking for too much. Ever. And if they make you feel that way, leave their ass. If you feel more anxiety than comfort, then that relationship just isn't for you. You know, when it's like, damn, I hope we don't argue, or damn, I hope if I'm transparent and I say something, I'm not going to piss that person off or, or chase them away. Like, you know what? You should never feel like that if you're with somebody. If somebody makes you feel like that because you're just telling them how you feel, you know, sometimes people need more affirmation. Sometimes people just need that extra hug or that extra I love you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's like a burden to somebody, you shouldn't hang around, period. You shouldn't be made to feel as if you're a burden because you're asking for something, period. You should not feel anxiety more than comfort. If you don't feel comforted by your partner, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever it is, why stay? When you have a that that weird gut feeling like, oh, I don't I don't want to upset them if I if I bring this up, but uh like you always feel like you're chasing them and begging them and want to be with them. And they don't reciprocate that same feeling. If the reciprocation's not the same on both ends, don't waste your time. Get the fuck out of it. I'm telling you. Some of this is experience. Some of this is, you know, questions I've asked couples that, you know, are going through certain things. Happy and sad, all of the above. When they miss you, and are all affectionate and lovey-dovey one moment, then out of the blue the next moment, they take you for granted? Ask what's going on with them. Like, why is it that one day we're like, oh, baby, yes, and then the next, what do you want? <laughs> and that happens with every couple. It does. And this isn't personal experience on my part. Well, okay, it is with my ex-wife. You know, I would always be like, you know, one moment she's like, oh, I love you. And then the moment's like, what? I've gone through it. It's not fun. And the moment they don't see your value or your worth, gotta go. Because all they're going to do is punk you or they're going to do enough to piss you off to make you leave so they don't look like the bad guy. Now, in my relationship, I wasn't happy. My marriage. In my marriage, I was not happy. And instead of settling, instead of hoping things would get better, I got the courage. I picked up my big boy pants, put them on, and I said, I can't do this no more. And a lot of people don't do that because they're scared. They're comfortable. Instead of, you know, some people will say, you know, I don't believe in divorce. You know, some, you know I stayed for my kids. I did. But that wasn't the right move. The kid's going to move out eventually. What you got left? Nothing. And that's how that is. If you're feeling 
or, or, or if you get guilt trips for asking for basic things like phone calls, texts, you know, small things, if it's not given to you, just don't beg for it anymore. Just move the hell on from it. Because if you got to beg for the littlest things, you're not going to get any of the big things that you want. And, and that's the thing. You also got to reciprocate that energy. Like, you got to do that. If you're not getting that from somebody, if you're not getting the things you're asking for from somebody, chances are it's because you're also not giving your partner what they want or desire. It's give and take. And man, I'm going to tell you a little something. And you're going to, lot, a lot of you guys that know these things will be like, yeah, you know, you're right. I know almost every woman that's going to hear this right about now is absolutely correct. They're going to say, Jake, you're correct. Men, and I learned this from my marriage and my past relationships, men that are lacking the loving in the relationship, here's the thing, fellas, and I, 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 ladies, y'all going to be mad as I'm giving away secrets, but this may help some of y'all. You cannot get intimate with most women Physically, until you get intimate with them mentally. Mentally stimulate your woman. Ask her how her day was. Ask her what's on her mind. Empathize and listen. Be there. Be present. You know, you do all those things. And your chances of putting that spice back where it's turn bland can increase but don't wait till it's too late fellas cause a lot of y'all will and some of y'all be like oh Jake you full of shit you don't know what you're talking about oh I know what I'm talking about trust me trust me when I tell you I don't claim to be a Mac daddy I don't claim to know everything about women cause I don't I, I am a forever student <laughs> in the mind of learning about a woman's mind okay that makes sense. Let me. Whoop, I am forever a student in the study of learning about a woman's mind. It's so complex, we will never master it as men. We won't, because we're simple creatures. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you. And I got to tell you you got to put in the work, guys. Ladies, we're not that complex either. You know, the right one will sit there and listen to how your day went. But most guys, after about 15 minutes, will tune out. Especially if you've been together a long time. And if it's the same thing every day, whatever. One thing that did work in my marriage, and even in any relationship I've been in after, first 15 minutes after work, tell me how it went. Go. Not in a way to rush, but to get it out. So after our 15 minutes, we can focus on each other and enjoy each other's company. You know, get dinner started together or whatever the case may be. But I said all that to say this. Never settle. Second banana, second place, side piece, whatever you want to call it, or just being in a relationship where two people feel alone. 
Never settle. If you know you want to be with that person and you love them with all your heart, fucking work on that shit. And stop beating around the bush and make it fucking happen. Make shit happen. Work together. But if you feel lonely and you're not getting the simple things you you are asking for, but you're putting out everything the other person wants, you got to get the hell out that relationship. You know, I know for from experience, when you ask for certain things and you're busting your ass to make things work and it's not reciprocated, and they blame you for this or blame you for that or tell you that it's all your fault, that's because they're lazy and they don't want to put the effort in. And that's the other thing. you got to stop pointing fingers all the time. Well, if you would have did this, I would have did this. You should not put conditions on how you feel about somebody and how you love somebody. You should never, ever, ever, ever do that. Love is unconditional. But everybody wants to have a bag full of conditions when they get into a relationship. I'll love you if you do this. If you do this, then I'll do that. No. And it's never 50-50 when it comes to a relationship, y'all. It's always got to be 100 or 100. But some days, you know, you got to carry 90% of the load because your partner's not doing well. Or they're in a bad spot or they had a bad day or they're going through something mentally. And then some days, the other person takes a good part of the load, you know, hey, can you get the kids? I'm not feeling well, or I'm not myself, or I just need to go work out for an hour. Can you watch the babies? It's give and take, but that energy has to be matched, and the reciprocation by both parties has to be there, or you're wasting each other's time, and you should just leave. Seriously, because as I've gotten older, At 44, yeah, to some I'm very young, but to a lot I'm very old. We can have money in the bank, gas tank full, you know, for your car. You could have all these things, material items. Those could all be replaced. Money can be replaced. Everything. You get food, you run out of food, you buy food. The one thing you can never, ever, 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 ever get back is time. You can never get back time. And time is so precious. And time is so, so, so important. It's so fragile. And when you waste your time, there's nothing worse worse than that. I can blow money and I have, okay? And don't feel bad about it. I know one way somehow I work my ass off and get it back. A car. I could buy a car. I've I've owned a couple homes. I'll get there again. Those are all things I know I can get back. I can't get my time back. You cannot get your time back. So, don't waste your time. If you're out there and you want to be in love, you want to make things work in a relationship, do it. If you want to find that special somebody, like on a dating app. Oh my God. I can't believe I did that. Or agree to it. Go for it. Find that special somebody. Don't waste your time 
on something that's dead in the water. If you know it's dead, acknowledge its death, have a funeral for it, and move on. Speaking of moving on, I'm going to tell you a story that some people know about me, some people don't, but it's how it went down that was the craziest thing in the world. And we're going to talk about that right now. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, okay, enough of the serious, sappy, you know, relationship advice. Enough of the, uh, dating app, uh, blah, blah, blah. I want to make y'all laugh a little bit here. I want to make y'all feel a little uncomfortable. So, uh, cue the music. Yeah, puberty hit right there, too. (laughs) Man, it's been a while. You ain't heard this music in a while, have you? Yeah, that's right. It's time for story time with Big Brother Jake. The year was 2015, and just had our third child, and we did not want any more. And so I did what I wanted to do earlier, but I did not. I said, it's time to retire as a baby maker. So I went ahead, made that appointment, and decided to get a vasectomy. And that's not the crazy part of the story. It's crazy I even had kids to begin with because in all honesty, I had a a childhood accident that the doctor told me I was, um, I was only, I only had a 25% chance of making children and we had three. So boom, beat the odds, foe. Anyways, so I get to the appointment. And I get all, you know, numbed up and all this other stuff. And the doctor says, Jake Warner. I know this name. I'm like, Doc, I'm sorry. You probably don't. You probably don't know. You don't know the name. You don't know the name. He's like, I know who you are. Like, there's no way you know who I am. I'm nobody. Like, I'm literally nobody. Nobody knows who I am. He says, that's not true. That's not true. You... Uh, are the guy that plays all the sound effects on the Ben Maller show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, let me tell y'all something. Yes, I've had a a, a 20-year career, and I've been on a lot of shows like with Stephen A. Smith, and he let me go in the air, you know, or, or, you know, James Washington and Craig Sheeman out of bounds, they let me go in the air, or JT the Brick, Ben Maller. Like, I've been on all those shows, worked all those shows, and they've let me go in the air. I am not an on-air talent. That's why I'm doing a podcast now trying to get my name out there but he actually knew who I was that's flattering I've signed three autographs my entire radio career 20 years <laughs> so I'm like yeah yeah I work on that show he's like oh that's my favorite show you know when I'm driving home from the hospital you know I like to listen to that show or you know I'm up late at night reading or whatever I'm like thanks man I appreciate that that's pretty cool he's like I can't believe I'm doing this I'm like dude I'm really I'm nobody so he's like, well, I would listen to sports talk radio while I'm doing this, but I also like to listen to other, you know, I like to listen to music while I do this. I'm like, hey, look, as long as you get the job done correctly, listen to whatever the hell you want. I don't care. I should have never said that. So 
as my doctor proceeds to start the vasectomy, he plays this. I'm like, whoa, whoa, Doc, we're not listening to this right now. Come on, man. Can you please change the station? I don't care if you put anything else on, but like this song, Th this type of music. He's like, yeah, I know it's a little awkward, but yes. The man is listening to Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. I'm like, what are, you, what are the odds? And I'm like, this is a little awkward. He's like, you know, I'm in my zone. Let me do my thing. I'm like, all right. So that followed by Loves and Need from Stevie Wonder. And then some Jeffrey Osborne came on. Because back then it was the wave. And they used to play like smooth jazz and love songs. And by the fifth song... I was like, he was done. He was like, all right, I think we, we, we got this. Sexual healing during a vasectomy. Y'all don't get this. I'm going to say it again. Sexual healing during a vasectomy. There's a man working on my baby making parts, listening to sexual healing, and he knows who I am based off the radio show I worked on. I'm telling you, the stuff that I encounter, I, 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 I can't make this stuff up, man. I really can't. So after the procedure, he said, you know what? It was a pleasure working with you. How was it a pleasure for me? The whole thing was weird. Sexual healing during a vasectomy knows who I am based off of what I do in my career. It says it was a fun time. It was a pleasure working with you. No. It hurt. I could see smoke coming out of there. <laughs> that was like the oddest thing I've ever encountered. I'm sure Jesse Dallas Childs is really happy to sponsor the show today. FabulousaCookies.com <laughs> I mean... I've been through a lot of things in my life, but that by far was one of the weirdest, most odd encounters I've ever had while getting surgery. I've woken up in the middle of my wisdom teeth getting pulled out. True story. I'll stop the music again. Okay, I'll stop the music. I'll stop the music. All right. But true story, you know, I, I woke up to the dentist like with one leg up trying to yank it out because they couldn't, and I came too. He's like, ah! like, no, give him more. Put me back under. True story. Ask my mom about it. I'm telling you, I'm the only person that goes through the weirdest stuff on the planet. The weirdest, most oddest thing. So, yes, I finally told a story that I never should have told. I probably, probably shouldn't have told it now. I feel kind of dumb saying it, but I don't care. I'm a public, you know, I'm an open book, and I'll, I'll share my life with y'all. But, fellas, if you decide to get this procedure done, and I recommend it highly, make sure your doctor isn't listening to baby-making music while working on your baby-making parts. All right?
Hello, everybody. You're listening to my daddy, Big Brother Jake. This is the Big Brother Jake broadcast. Bye, everybody. I almost regret even telling that story right now. But whatever. I already recorded it, so it's staying in. Anyway, look, I know it's been a long episode here, so we're going to go ahead and land this plane right now. But I also want to thank everybody that supported the Big Brother Jake podcast um, years past to present. I, I, I can't thank you guys enough. We're on episode 89. 11 more episodes to my 100th episode. And I have nothing special planned for it. What a letdown. I'm really bummed out about it. Uh, especially in Los Angeles County. We can't get anything. I've really tried to work on making it happen. If we get a Zoom party, would y'all be down to do that if we do a Zoom party or, or, or a... Or a you know, Big Brother Jake podcast, Instagram live party. <sighs> this damn pandemic, man. Seriously, I'm getting fed up. But if y'all want to do that, if you're down, if you're down, let me know. I would love to to put something together so we could celebrate 100 episodes. And, you know, I'll try to record it early so nobody's, you know, up late. You know, I'd love to do it at a good hour. Uh, you know, we could have drinks and we could have a good time. It's supposed to be at a taco shop or a taco bar with drinks. And I was going to foot the whole bill. And Rona messed that up. And if I wait to do the 100th episode, it might be next, you know, July. And I, I don't want to wait. So working on that. But I'm going to put a poll up and see if everyone's down to do it. Um, I would love to do something like that. So, you know, any ideas are welcome. I'd like to do it at a park, but then we have to social distance, and they're going to have to spread six feet apart. It's just a mess. So we'll figure it out, but I do need your help. But again, thank you all for listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and I really appreciate all the love that I've received in recent times, especially with uh, me getting political. I'm not touching that no more. Um, I'll give you an update, though, next week on... The dating app situation, um, I, I don't see this going too far, to be honest, because of me, <laughs> because I, I just, I'm not feeling it, man, at all. I don't mind doing it. You know, I like to try new things, and, and I'm down to do social experiments, but, you know, if you've had a good dating app story or a nightmare dating app story, please send it to uh, my DM at Big Brother Jake or at the Big Brother Jake podcast. Send me your story and I'll, I would love to tell a story on the air. You know, one good story and one bad story. And I'd like to hear what y'all think about online dating. I'm going to put something up so you can, uh, so you can chime in. But I'm looking forward to hearing some of these stories. And I'll update you. So, until then, maybe next week, Maybe the week after I don't know. But until then, I say to you and yours, <clears throat> wait for it. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. <laughs>